1: Broadcast system. Hello, and welcome to the hundred and third annual Subliminal Deception podcast, your weekly dose of conspiracy theory bullshit. My name is Cody. I'm joined by pal Phil. How are you
0: doing, good buddy? How about yourself?
1: Not doing too bad. I uh, enjoying a interesting Tuesday. It's uh, <laughs> so I work in a uh, area where there's no windows, right? Yeah. I go on my lunch. It's nice and sunny. It's like sixty degrees. Feels great out. And right before I was leaving, I went to the bathroom, and here it's downpouring rain, and and is currently like kind of raining. So that's the weather report in Minnesota. How is uh, Arizona?
0: Well, uh, this morning I made the decision to wear jeans. Ooh! Uh, instantly regretted it. <laughs> uh, not quite instantly. About eight thirty during my eight thirty break, I regretted it very much. Because by that time it was already 85 and I think it got into the mid 90s today so mm. one of the hotter days we've had so far like during the work week not uh, it was it's nice today uh it's it's been good. Has it mm. rained really in a couple of weeks so not Pretty too happy. not too
1: bad at all I was uh I was telling you before the show I came home and I felt I you know when you like a chords touching you and it feels like something's crawling on you. Well, I kept feeling that, and I'm like, what the hell is that? And then I realized there's a goddamn tick crawling on my arm, Um, (laughs) and I'm just like, what the fuck? Where the fuck did this come from? I I haven't had a tick on me in forever, so I don't know where the hell that came from. It's a little alarming, but uh, thankfully, it didn't seem to bite down on me, so I shouldn't have to worry about Lyme disease. Um, Could this be... A plant
0: by mr. Satiro it very well could be actually when you were telling me that story I was wondering if perhaps your cousin Josh had come to visit you and you guys went out exploring possibly one of the Mississippi marshes around the city or uh, something like that like back <laughs> in the olden days he's too scared of the twin cities I
1: don't think he'd come up here <laughs> it's uh, it's too civilized for him he he doesn't feel comfortable in this sort of environment. Uh, Those I, country roots run pretty deep. Yeah, I do remember he, because his ex-girlfriend uh, used was going to college up here, and he'd come visit or whatever, and uh, he did not like driving up here by himself at all. Mm. But uh, it, t- it does take some getting used to, especially if you basically grew up and
0: never really left a small town,
1: so you can't really uh, blame him for that.
0: You're used to that one-stop sign light, or that one-stop light life. Yeah, I know, right? So what's going on in your life, Phil? Uh, nothing much. My Xbox One just burnt out on me, so, Fuck you me. know, having so, a bit of a crisis of so, my own. So wait, I'm
1: under attack from Satiro, and you're under attack from Bill Gates. What the hell's going on here?
0: Yeah, exactly. The walls are starting to fold in, I can tell.
1: <laughs> it's coming. It is. Jeff f- Bezos is just around the corner. So your problem is... I think from what you told me, it's kind of similar to mine, where like the power button just won't do anything. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. It's, I don't know how or why that happens, but uh, that's basically the exact same thing uh, that happened to me.
0: Yeah. The good thing is I do have a brand new laptop and I've started buying some of the old games from the nineties on it. I just picked up SimCity 3000 on uh, one of the video game websites that I go to. So okay, it was only like... Five bucks okay. was pretty good. Was the,
1: okay, you remember you and I used to play Sims on Super Nintendo? Or no, I'm sorry, uh, SimCity on Super yes. Nintendo? Remember how shitty that was?
0: Yeah, well, back in the day, it was a pretty good game. But now if we played it today, it would be, yeah, pretty shitty.
1: Okay, now, when it, SimCity first went 3D, was 3000 the first one or was 2000? 2, 2000. 2000. We actually played that one okay. at the
0: school had it.
1: Okay, I uh, so 3000 is pretty solid then.
0: Yes, 3000, it's it's old now, but when it came out, it was pretty fucking revolutionary. You had like subways, trains, all that shit.
1: You know what, we need to come out that, that I know you'll play uh, fucking uh, the remaster of Diablo 2.
0: Yeah, I'm actually a little pissed off because I've been waiting for that to come out, and now my Xbox One is toast. I'm not a fan of playing <laughs> Diablo on computers because yeah. of all the clicking. So yeah, well,
1: uh, I'm I think this fall is probably when you're looking for that release date. I would imagine they usually like pretty systematically release them on specific dates just so it doesn't interfere with their other games. So they're very good about making sure they collect <laughs> money at different increments.
0: Every dime that comes out, yeah, they, can, they soak everything up. The world of work, they're World of Warcraft, right?
1: Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, yep. they uh, yeah, that's them, but uh, anyway, speaking of sucking money out of people, are you ready <laughs> to get into uh, this week's episode, Phil? I am killer segue,
0: but yeah, let's go. <laughs> All
1: right, so I decided to do something, you know, I think that has become a little bit of a meme on this show and. It really struck my interest, and I kind of wanted to look a little deeper into it, and that is essential oils. Now, everyone kind of jokes about it and everything, and you might be wondering, how exactly does this relate to conspiracies or whatever? Well, if we look at it uh, through, you know, a little lens here, we we can say, hey, you know, Maybe there's something to these essential oils. Maybe they do help. Maybe they don't. I don't really know. That's what we're here to find out. We're going to go through a lot of history. So I hope you guys like history of learning about ancient cultures and their use of essential oils. Or if you're real, if you want to like, you know, you're in a group of friends and you want to sound really smart, you say aromatherapy. You don't say essential oils. You say aromatherapy. I learned that. Have you uh,
0: have you heard that before? I have heard of, well, there was some people I met at the bars who were, you know, hyping up the use of essential oils Mm. and all of that, all that crap. So Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure that they were like halfway through their sales pitch before I shot them down. But (laughs) yeah, she didn't seem very happy when I started making fun of essential oils. So pretty sure that's why they walked away. But
1: well, Let me get started here. I I think I might have the reason why they walked away or why they might have been hawking it, Phil. We are currently living through a pandemic that seems to hit humanity every hundred years or so. And when such medical emergencies hit humanity, it creates a perfect breeding ground specifically in America where people take advantage of others offering magic cures for whatever plague or ailment is affecting the world. So this week I wanted to take a look at one of the most contentious and sometimes caustic industries that currently is making untold amounts of money. This business will offer those interested in a more holistic approach to medicine, potential cures for their ailments in the form of aromatherapy or essential oils. So, like I said, I kind of want to see how, you know, how we've gotten to this point because maybe when you're in a store and you see that little bottle of frankincense essential oil, you might not think, hey, all they're doing is copying a technique that, say, the Chinese did 5,000 years ago. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't, I wouldn't have thought of that initially, but that seems to be kind of where this all comes from.
0: Yeah. A lot of times, if you actually read, sometimes on those bottles or whatever it is sometimes it's bars of soap sometimes it's different things they usually try to tell you a story kind of like the sales pitch on the packaging if they don't have a salesperson right there trying to hawk all this stuff on you so (laughs) yeah usually it's um native american culture south asian culture or chinese you know what like kind of a holistic medicine type situation usually is what i think of Mm mm-hmm well,
1: what we're going to do and I, I've kind of briefly explained to you is we're going to go through some of the, the different cultures and then um, if they u- seem to use one particular type of, uh, I guess, plant or whatever it is, we'll, we'll then talk about how you can acquire this today and what they claim it allegedly does for you and then we're going to look at what the medical community actually says it does so uh we'll be looking into some okay. some i would say some probably hot button essential oils i'd say some of the more popular essential oils i'm guessing i don't know i'm not like in the essential oil community so but i'm assuming if it's a popular catchphrase word like frankincense or myrrh or like cinnamon Or something we'll talk about that because it seems like those are kind of like mainstays in the essential oil uh
0: business here but uh just just to throw it out there real quick i don't trust either industry i don't trust the (laughs) holistic medicine industry or the mainstream medical (laughs) community all that you know big pharma all that so right i'm not big into either i'm not huge i'm not huge into going to the doctor and you know, all, all that stuff, like getting tested for things. I feel great. Must be great. You know?
1: Yeah. You want like you're more like the Fre- uh, Fred Flintstone approach to uh, medicine. That's kind of where you're at.
0: I don't trust those vitamins either. Those fucking <laughs> Flintstone vitamins.
1: <laughs> OK, now, I. before we get too far into this, I want to put this out there as well. If you're using essential oils for, like, scents or uh, putting it in a humidifier for a scent or, like, something like that, putting it in your bath water because it smells good, that's not what we're talking about. That's whatever. That's completely fine. This is more when you're taking these things because you believe it cures something. Um, you know, do you know what I
0: mean? Yeah, they have those oil burners. I think they're called scentsies. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing the, wrong with that at all. No, yeah. If you're just doing it because you like the smell, um, some people do buy those because they think that they are like a mood adjuster, which I don't know anything about that. I mean, maybe, maybe it is, maybe it kinda has something that cal- like a calming effect. The smell has a calming effect, but yeah, I mean if you're just doing it to make your pad smell a little nicer, I've got nothing against that. Hell people yeah. have been doing that old ladies been doing that with potpourri for hundreds of years, so <laughs> Oh God,
1: I hated that smell. What was I the know. obsession with potpourri? Fucking sucks. What is that?
0: Yeah, it fucking oh, it stinks. <laughs> whenever you walk into, whenever you would walk into an older person's house, you would see that bowl of potpourri, and it's just that that smell always makes me want to vomit. I yeah. don't know why. It's it's bad.
1: <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't know who invented that, but uh, fuck you, sir. Anyway, <laughs> so what exactly? technically is an essential oil. Well, an, an essential oil is a concentrated hydrophobic liquid containing volatile, easily evaporated at normal temperature, chemical compounds from plants. Essential oils are also known as volatile oils, ethereal oils, etherolium, or simply as the oil of a plant from which they are extracted an essential oil is only essential in the sense that it contains the essence of the plant's fragrance the characteristic fragrance of the plant from which it is derived so I don't know I mean I guess when you say essential right maybe that's like a selling point you know that like it makes it feel really important because it says essential but it's in reality, it just means it's the essence of X, Y, and Z plant extract. So that's kind of a unique uh, little <laughs> trick, isn't yeah. it?
0: Kind of. Well, it's 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 spelled differently, but it sounds the same. Essential oils and something being essential for life, or you know, right? But right. But when you hear essential oils, it sounds like it's an oil that's needed in your life. Right. So, so I do like. Uh, I wonder, hydrophobic. Like, is the liquid? Is it? is it rabid what you know that's <laughs> the only time i've ever heard of hydrophobic is either someone who's afraid to swim or has rabies yeah so. i
1: don't maybe that's like charmander being afraid of uh, squirtle i don't know maybe that's exactly what that <laughs> it's the japanese super Here effective they come. against him <laughs> all right now all of this information that i've got or a good chunk of it is coming from, and I'm not making this up, the International Federation of Aromatherapists. So could they be lying? Without a doubt. But we're going to just take their word because they have the most detailed information. So we'll just take it for what it
0: is. I'm sure plenty of it is true. No, And and you do not want to fuck with them because they are like a gang. They carry two by fours. They're old ladies in their fucking smocks trying to sell you shit. Oh, yeah, they'll them. throw they'll
1: throw goddamn uh, uh, mace essential oil in your eyes if you get too close. So you got to watch it. Yeah. Can you imagine uh, Captain Kirk? Like he comes upon <laughs> a planet and it's the International Federation of Aromatherapists. He's like, oh, we got to handle these guys carefully. <laughs> Very yeah. dangerous.
0: They don't let him out of there until they fill the cargo hold <laughs> up with all the essential oils and cinnamon <laughs> and all that crap. Oleander.
1: Now, as no surprise, use of plants for different purposes have been around since recorded history. The earliest believed period that humans started to utilize this was the Neolithic period, which was up to as old as 9,000 years ago. Sorry, Paul. I know you only think the (laughs) Earth is 6,000 years, but we have a record of 9,000 years. Uh, they found evidence that they learned to use fatty oils uh, from such plants as olives, castor, flax, and sesame, which they would press and then they would cook with it or make ointments out of it. So essentially, you're just crushing it, extracting it, mixing it with other stuff i guess right uh pretty simple you can do this you could do this with shit outside of your house right now if you really wanted to i wouldn't recommend it but you certainly could
0: yeah when you get your big mac just take all the little sesame seeds on top of it crush them and you can use that essential oil
1: (laughs) i think those are baked i don't think you'll be able to get much out of them (laughs) i think they have to be raw those are just little crispy things
0: you gotta press them real hard but, yeah.
1: What if you just press like a Big Mac and let all the juice drain out of <laughs> it and then you get like
0: McDonald's essential oil there? Oh, Just don't drop it on the ground. You'd kill your fucking dog. <laughs> God, I haven't had fucking fast like a like a Big Mac or something like that in probably like two years. Mm, well, you're missing God. out. You're missing out, yeah though. I don't quite get as fucking that disgusting feeling I used to no. for three days at a time.
1: <sighs> That's what they do. Now, yep. now it seems to be a little point of contention on whether it was China, India, or Egypt who were all kind of like the forefathers of utilizing various plants, but we're, we're going to just talk about all three of them because I don't really, it kind of, if I had to guess, would say it was the Chinese who kind of started all of this, but they're all kind of around the same time period, so... China seems to have had different forms of medical practices that date back to about 2500 BC. So that is quite a long time ago. Developing such techniques as acupuncture, shiatsu, and different herbal remedies. Which are the cornerstone in what now we now call today traditional Chinese medicine. So the primary focus on one's health revolves around balancing your qi yin and yang principles and utilizing the five elements which were fire,
0: earth, metal, water and wood. Now, <laughs> I, I I've got to disagree with you there cuz everyone knows that the fifth one there isn't metal, it's heart. Everyone knows that. It's heart? What's the one from the fifth element?
1: Is it is that oh. heart? What well, is no, that, that girl? That's captain planet. Oh god. Gotcha. Fire,
0: earth, air, water, heart. It's the What yeah. happened to
1: wind? I'm pretty sure wind was one of Captain America's, like, cronies, wasn't he? Oh, it was, well, air was wind. I'm thinking the airbender, but yeah, mm. it's maybe wind, whatever. They don't, they don't like the wind here in China, I guess. They don't, they don't appreciate it. You know what was, what was the fifth element in the movie Fifth Element considered? It was, uh, wh- what's her name? The chick. Yeah, but was um, she, what the hell? She was just a person, I guess. Oh Something. yeah, she was
0: the she was the fifth element. She was the the in between all of them, and then she a laser beam came out of her mouth, and she you know <laughs> sent the bad thing away. I don't know. It was kind of a Remember weird. Remember when they but...
1: they crushed the that alien race? Technically, they became an essential oil. Then when they got <laughs> smushed down, <out>, did they?
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, now Wan t also known as the Yellow Emperor, created one of the oldest books in history called Internal Medicine, which contains all sorts of different herbal herbal remedies for treating different diseases. And you can still purchase this book today. I'm going to (laughs) read a little passage from this because he, in the book, he based how you treat people based off where they live. So he had like the northerners, the southerners, the easterners, and the westerners. Now, since you're a Southerner technically kind of, I'm going to I took this passage out of there just so you know like what you have to look forward to. Okay. In the southern regions, the weather is hot and the yang chi is at its utmost. The geography consists of low mountains and valleys. Fog and mist often converge here. The local people like to eat sour and overly ripe f- foods such as fruit. Their skin often shows redness. Conditions common in this area are spasms, numbness, paralysis, by syndrome, which is just achy joints, and we or flaccidity syndrome, which is just uh, people who have a reduced muscle tone. That's literally all that means. The, the correct treatment employs very fine needles thus the art of nine types of needles comes from the south these are metal needles so okay Phil which of
0: these do you suffer from uh, oh god, let's see. You know, honestly, a little bit of uh, I don't eat very much fruit, I try to eat more, <laughs> but I think it's because of maybe my not so great diet mm. over my lifetime growing up in Iowa. You show some little of redness. I get a little numbness in yeah. my, my left leg there sometimes from the lack of blood flow. So,
1: <laughs>
0: I'm just like,
1: some of these are so funny. Like, he says, like, the northerners are dark skin because they eat this and that i'm just like what the fuck is this it's uh it's kind of i feel like it'd be a really interesting book to read just because you're like what the fuck are you talking about but uh obviously that was how many thousands of years ago so but he technically for his time he was very progressive
0: well yeah this was mm. i mean this was like cutting edge medicine yeah back you know, however many thousands of years ago. So obviously
1: acupuncture is a big thing. People still do that. Um, and I think the shiatsu massages is a big thing as well. I don't really know well, what the big difference between a shiatsu massage and like a regular massage is, but I know there's some sort of difference.
0: Well, I mean, there's something called cupping where mm. they take a cup and then they put fire in like a, they put like a torch inside of the cup take the fire out and then put it right on someone's like back and it starts sucking the skin because of the vacuum that's left inside the cup. It'll suck the mm, skin out. Mm-hmm. And that's supposed to like pull all the, all the toxins out of your skin basically. So uh, I don't know if, I don't know if it's from China, but I don't think it's a shiatsu massage, but I know that's one of the things that kind of like cultures out there do. So, you know,
1: I, I, I've heard and seen that people who are like super into BDSM like to do that to each other. Oh, okay. I'm not yeah. even kidding. I-
0: <laughs> I, I mean, I'm pretty sure I saw it in a documentary, but it might have also been on Pornhub, so I have no idea. Well, Pornhub bl- is full of lines, documentaries. Those lines just blur all the time.
1: Yeah. You know Pornhub's full of documentaries.
0: <laughs> yeah, Pornhub has some interesting uh, massage videos on there, too. So <laughs> true, who knows? It could true. be anything.
1: Maybe they're just helping them release the, or balance their yin and yang on there. The nice, <laughs> the nice gentlemen or ladies who are getting a special ending anyway uh let's move on to India here Phil India has written text dating back as far as 2000 BC which is when a book by the name of Vedas was created in which it contains various uses for over 700 different plants and substances such as sandalwood ginger Myrrh, cinnamon, and coriander, which were used in different religious and medical practices. So you see a few of those uh, that you can probably recognize. You know, obviously cinnamon, ginger, coriander, you use that for cooking, or we do a lot in, uh, I guess, America. Sandalwood, I feel like is, I don't know, that feels like some weird, like kind of like potpourri. Like people put it in their house Uh. for
0: like stench hipster soap is what i think of when i hear sandalwood hipster soap hipster soap (laughs) they want to smell like lumberjacks so yeah i see it a lot of hipster soap
1: you know what honestly i didn't even think about that maybe i'll have to add that to part two we'll look into sandalwood but uh okay this is part one i want to talk about myrrh because myrrh comes up a lot now myrrh essential oil claims to help oral health keep your skin looking good Promote health of your nails and soothing benefits after shaving, okay? Those are kind of some, if you go to a website and look into buying myrrh as an essential oil, those are the things that it can help, okay? Now, this next list is kind of things taken from um, WebMD of what myrrh can actually help you with, and it's kind of, I think, been Proven um, to help you. So it can help decrease swelling, kill bacteria, and can be effective in cystomyosis, which is a disease caused by parasitic worms. Side effects can be diarrhea, kidney irritation, and heart rate changes. If you take too much myrrh, um, you'll probably suffer from those things. So you got to be real careful with it. Now, the, the parasitic worm thing. I did see some people are like, oh, it'll help kill parasitic worms in your body, right? And when you read WebMD, it only helps against one disease coming from one parasitic worm. So if you have that, go to the doctor. Do not try to just take (laughs) a little myrrh because it does not... And the key word there is can be effective does not cure, can be effective, okay?
0: Yeah, when I I heard that it could help you fight parasitic worms, I was thinking that this could really be useful for the Amazon warehouse workers in fighting (laughs) Amazon corporate because anything to help take down those parasitic worms would be of great help to them.
1: Well, well, you know, the problem with that, Phil, is that when you see the price ranges for a little tiny bottle of this shit, uh, you can see why the workers there cannot afford the myrrh to battle the the worm the parasitic worms of the Amazon upper management because bottles can range anywhere from eighteen dollars all the way up to three hundred and ten dollars for a fucking vial of this shit.
0: You're right. Those poor bastards could <laughs> barely afford the dollar store 18 dollar bottle of it yeah
1: it's oh man with
0: with the benefits they're getting from (laughs) from them assholes i
1: did like because you can like people sell this by like the 50 gallon drum or how (laughs) much who needs that much essential oil i guess if you're just diving right in it but uh
0: but yeah (laughs) you're taking a bath in it is that like a house payment a fifty-gallon drum of that shit. I don't. Shit?
1: I don't know how much that Jesus. is. Is that what the three? One of the three wise men brought a fifty-gallon drum of fucking
0: myrrh to Jesus <laughs>
1: when he was even born? There.
0: They just like had... those like those big white pails that we used to feed the cows with. That those uh, those big white five-gallon drums of it. But uh, yeah, I was actually looking at it, and one of the things that kind of lines up is so you have like something for oral health and for basically soothing your skin after shaving mm-hmm. and one of the things that webMD says is it kills bacteria and decreases swelling so mm. they do line up a little bit yeah in some like areas if it kills bacteria because lot- that's that's what's bad for oral health and um, after shaving you want to kill all that bacteria that's you know getting into your pores so the
1: the thing that's we got to keep in mind when I'm talking about this is is even from WebMD, a lot of them don't seem to give like a definitive thing. They're like it can or it's sometimes shown the ability to. So it's never like definitive. And the other thing I learned about almost all these essential oils is like almost every single one seems to like decrease swelling or be an anti-inflammatory. So I don't (laughs) know. I don't know if they just saw it works for that and just assume it must work for everything. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Well, it sounds like you were on WebMD quite a bit during the research of this. So how many times, I've got to ask, how many times were you told that you have cancer just from Uh, logging on to WebMD
1: uh, this past week? Thankfully, it seemed like WebMD has a separate section for holistic things. So you just, (laughs) it's like two separate websites almost. So thankfully, I didn't didn't go too deep because I'm too scared of it.
0: Yeah, that's exactly why I don't go to the doctor. You just don't want to find out some things. Yeah,
1: I know. (laughs) Well, Phil, you ready to learn about cinnamon as an essential oil?
0: Yes. Yes, I am. Coffee cake is amazing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So cinnamon in essential oil form claims that cinnamon helps with coughing, colds, constipation, stimulate circulation, reduce stress, relieve pain, fight off infection, improve digestion, and protect against some insects so <laughs> cinnamon's is pretty powerful allegedly yeah. allegedly obviously it's going to keep away insects because they're not going to like the burning sensation when they actually touch cinnamon oil on your skin
0: definitely just uh, like that cinnamon challenge they're oh, just going to cough
1: you right out i mean maybe you'd be better off just like crushing a box of cinnamon toast crunch and then just getting the oil from that and and using it in that aspect but uh now here's the truth about cinnamon okay now cinnamon cinnamon does contain antioxidant antibiotic and anti-inflammatory properties but studies haven't proven enough to show it had a dramatic effect on humans so again It's kind of like the basic stuff, but people or the sites are claiming, like, look at that list I just read to you, constipation?
0: Seriously? Come on. Yeah, well, I can imagine if you take a nut, like, if you take a spoonful of it, I can imagine it cleans you out. If you can get it down, I imagine it, everything will come out. No, It'll be like a fucking loose slot of Vegas. (laughs)
1: Here's what you gotta remember, though. This is kind of tricky because they can write constipation on almost all of them because when you um, take, like, an essential oil or any sort of oil, it lubricates your insides, right, thus Mm -hmm. making it easier for your bowels to do their job. So it's kind of a sneaky little thing they, they put in there. Now, cinnamon as an essential oil, the prices can range from $5 a bottle to about $20 a bottle, so it's a little more reasonable than myrrh is maybe it just doesn't have the flashiness
0: of myrrh well I think it's maybe because cinnamon is more mass-produced because it is a it is a common spice Uh, right they they grow it for obviously you know to spice things or to put in like cakes or whatever so, I'm guessing that's why it's cheaper because you can just easily buy cinnamon at the grocery store, like any grocery store, but yeah. myrrh. I've never seen that sold anywhere, even in those like essential oil aisles. I suppose I never really looked close, but well, never really even heard of people buying myrrh, you well, know, since Jade fucking, you know, big Jesus's time.
1: <laughs> well, that's because you you've heard the legend that frankincense and myrrh is invisible to atheists, right? Oh, you yeah. Can't see of course, it. you can't see it. Surprisingly, gold though you can see gold. Yeah. Is that what? Is that the Who third knows? gift? Gold. Frank- gold,
0: frankincense, and myrrh. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. It's gold.
1: Now, uh, let's move on to Egypt. Let's learn a little about Egypt. These uh, these next few cultures we're gonna learn about have a lot more information involving uh, oils and everything. Mm. Now, ancient Egypt is very interesting in in regards to utilizing plants and plant-based substances because of its location next to the Nile River, which had an overabundance of different types of plants. A lot of their use of aromatic plants revolved around making fragrant oils, which they would use in incense, medicine, massages, skin care, cosmetics, and of course, was vital in their process of embalming the dead. Interestingly, unlike China and India, the Egyptians would have used two different processes in getting their aromatic oils, that being either from enfleurage, which involved them soaking the plants in some sort of oil to extract the goods, or maceration, which involved heating the plant in oil to extract the goods. Now, mac- maceration or maceration, whatever, whatever it is. <laughs> You know, going to cooking school on cooking, essentially, I don't know if you've ever done this or heard of it. Let's say you put like a shitload of garlic cloves in oil and you burn it and then like it kind of like infuses it so mm-hmm. you can use it for cooking. I mean, essentially, that's what they're doing, right?
0: Yeah, it kind of sounds like it. I wonder how they get the like the extract out of that oil or if that all becomes like the mix. If that's what goes into the vial is the oil and whatever came out of those plants it's kind of interesting
1: yeah it, you mean how they get it out of the plants? so i think they just put the plants in the oil and then heat up the oil
0: oh and then what i'm wondering is do they try to get the extract out of the oil or does that oil become part of the yeah,
1: I, the I, aromatic i'm pretty positive it just becomes all one substance um, okay, gotcha. That, that's what like the I. the oil would is assume. the
0: delivery system.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because okay.
0: it seems oil's
1: like really good for that. Honestly, um, but yeah. it, it, anyway, now from the Federation's website, it's. St- <laughs> I'm gonna just say it. It states all hail. <laughs> they claim that the ancient Egyptians were the creators of one of the world's most important items: body deodorant and perfume it appears that personal hygiene was very important to the ancient egyptians have you heard this before phil
0: i have that before that they were the ones who invented uh like perfumes so yeah we can all thank them very much for everything that they do for us today basically <laughs> with keeping people less smelly you know so, what i would say probably one of the most important things i feel like
1: every walmart in the world needs a group of ancient egyptians to just spray people with body deodorant as they enter the store
0: that would be great yeah Yeah. they should actually that should be the new walmart greeters jobs instead of checking people to make sure they haven't stolen anything they should just be there with a big jug of perfume and just (laughs) kind of give them a spray as they walk in
1: The Egyptians wrote a book titled Ebers Papyrus, which was written in 1500 BC and contains a recipe for creating a body deodorant, which was a mixture of a large number of different herbs. Interestingly, this medical book talks about treatise on the heart in which they note that the heart is the center for the blood supply. So this was that was kind of cutting edge if they came up with that, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, during I think it was like the medieval times, they actually thought I'm not sure if it was the veins or the capillaries. They thought that the body was full of blood, but that's just because they were the they were not really allowed to cut people open and mm. like look inside of them. Obviously, the Egyptians were masters at tearing people open, you know, taking out their organs and everything. So right. embalming. So
1: I just so, this is one of what I think is one of the most interesting. things things about some of these ancient cultures to just see like either how close they were to like figuring out what's really going on in the human body or if they actually did like nail it like they did obviously that uh the heart's the center of the blood supply but uh now here's one excerpt for their cure from the book for preventing conception okay uh I'm going to just say this. I don't know if you really want to try this, everybody, um, but you can if you'd like. Now, you smear a paste of dates, Acadia, and honey to wool and apply it to a pessary, which was a device that is inserted inside of the vagina.
0: (laughs) Also seen on Pornhub,
1: actually. Weirdly enough. It's the hottest category. How to ancient Egyptian ways to prevent (laughs) conception um ladies i'm just gonna go out on a limb here and assume that stuff's not good for the inside of your vaginas but uh that's what the ancient egyptians used to do <laughs> holy shit this thing literally looks like um uh, a wishbone almost so i don't know it's
0: f- fucking wild that they would put that inside of somebody holy hell it Maybe it's uh, maybe all of those things together are kind of acidic, and do something that maybe kills sperm. Mm. So I mean, honey. Definitely. I don't know. I don't know really what like that mixture of dates, akakia, and honey would do. But
1: yeah, I I don't I don't know. It just made me laugh, kind of. Yeah. Now, in regards to using plant oils for embalming. A lot of their oils contained strong antiseptic and antibacterial properties, which helped with delaying the rotting process of the mummies. When they found the body of Tutut Khamen, the, his tomb contained jars of frankincense, Indian spikenard, and kiffy. Kiffy was interesting in ancient Egyptian culture because it had multiple purposes. It was like Dr. Pepper as it, it was a mixture of 23 different ingredients, including calamus, cassia, cinnamon, peppermint, citronella, pistachia, juniper, acacia, henna, cypress, resin, they don't really say what resin is, cedarwood, frankincense, myrrh, and raisins. It's purpose was to serve as antiseptic, incense, poison antidote, a balsamic, and a tranquilizer, which lulled one to sleep, ailed anxieties, and brightened dreams. The sleeping agent is from Calamus, which is a powerful narcotic. So, of course, it cured everything when you're fucking (laughs) doped up.
0: But uh, yeah, that- all of the uh, all of the other twenty two things were probably just to help ease <laughs> you into the calamus, <laughs> just so it so. didn't taste. Probably-
1: Honestly, probably just so it doesn't taste like complete dog shit.
0: <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> probably though. just like cutting cocaine with baking yeah. powder or, or whatnot, <laughs> baking soda, whatever you use. You're just trying not to kill the patient. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of interesting though. I wonder who the hell came up with this shit. I don't know. Well, I mean, they probably just you know, over time, some of those, they were probably just like working at it, working at it, you know, like testing it on themselves. You know, eventually the, the scientist guy that they had probably ended up getting hooked and, you know, had to go to rehab, but somebody else took his place, you know?
1: Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I thought that was kind of funny. It's like, oh yeah, we got all this shit, but it's literally the one thing that's helping you go to sleep because it's such a powerful narcotic.
0: Yeah, we have all of these great things in here. Oh, what's that last ingredient? It's a horse tranquilizer, (laughs) actually. It'll make you feel real good. The other stuff's important too, but yeah, horse (laughs) tranquilizer.
1: Uh, Anyway, so should we learn a little bit about frankincense here, Phil?
0: Yeah, good old JC. (laughs) Let's see what he brought to the game.
1: Now, this is what the website states from the frankincense essential oil. Rub on your hands after a long day of gardening for a warm, warming and soothing effect. Apply to the bottoms of your feet to promote feelings of relaxation and to balance mood and ingest to pr- promote healthy cellular function. Um, now, here's what frankincense actually does. And this was on WebMD, but again, a lot of this is maybe, okay, might. They are finding that frankincense might help battle certain forms of cancer. It improves asthma. It may reduce arthritic symptoms and may improve stomach function. Side effects are rather mild. Just make sure you don't have an allergic reaction to it. That's kind of one of the big warning. I don't know if like an abnormally high amount of people kind of react to frankincense, but just Mm. don't take too much of it. And again, the improved stomach function is again that oil lubricating your system so don't get too excited about that one now the cost okay the cost not too bad five dollars all the way up to two hundred dollars for a little bottle of frankincense so uh, yeah there's that um so what do you think about frankincense there phil
0: So from the first part of it, uh, rub it on your hands after a long Mm. day of gardening for a warming and soothing (laughs) effect. It sounds like kind of like that hippy dippy shit, Mm -hmm. something that they would use in like the communes, Mm -hmm. you know, after they worked your ass all fucking day long, they make you put that shit on your hands and feet.
1: The thing is like improve healthy cellular function. It's very like nondescript, but it sounds really good, right?
0: Yeah, it's. You, like, what exactly does that mean? I don't like, know cellular function. That's, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's such a weird thing. It's like it's like saying that you create a device and like, what's your device going to do? It's going to help the weather. Like, <laughs> oh, what do you mean by help the weather? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's cellular function. It's kind of weird. You know what it kind of uh,
1: re- you kind of reminds me of. Uh, remember the deer whistles you put on your car? They make yes. no noise at all, but apparently, it scares deer away. <laughs>
0: I if you want to see if you want to find a car that definitely has damage from a deer, look for one of those trucks that have a deer whistle on the front. because <laughs> apparently every like every time you ever see a car that had just gotten like a, hit a deer, they always had one of those little deer whistles on their front. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like it attracts the deer <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe that's why., uh, anyway. Yeah. now, let's learn about peppermint here, Phil. Now peppermint, okay, according to the website, kills germs, stops itching, relieves pain, prevents or reduces vomiting, helps the body eliminate mucus, reduces muscle spasms, reduces flatulence, promotes sweating, boosts blood circulation, it can be used as a mouth rinse, and if you are feeling really frisky, you mix peppermint oil with wild orange oil and frankincense. For a midday pick me up. That is literally on their site. I'm not kidding you. So this is genius because they want you to buy all three of them and then you yes. mix them, then you get a midday pick me up. Um you make I, a little
0: cocktail out of it.
1: <laughs> yeah. After you Happy spend fifty dollars on this shit, you get a little pick me up. Yeah. Here. Okay. Yeah.
0: I mean, a lot of like you hear like peppermints in a lot of toothpaste. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's because like kills germs relieves pain, um, helps the body eliminate mucus. I wonder if that's kind of one of those things where it's in there. If peppermint, if peppermint's in toothpaste, maybe it kind of does that stuff without you really realizing it. If all that's true, obviously. Well,
1: do you want to hear the
0: truth Phil? Yes. Okay. Now
1: there's literally no proof that peppermint actually has a single medical benefit. Good to know, but it is believed it can help irritable bowel syndrome because in oil form, it may lubricate the intestines, soothe abdominal pain, bloating, and gas. While at the same time, you may actually intensify the effects of heartburn and nausea. The vapors from peppermint may also assist with the treatment of coughs and colds. So it's kind of like a. it might help, but it might make it worse on the same hand, do you know what I'm saying? So peppermint seems to be a real, be careful with it.
0: Yeah. Every good medicine always has some bad side effects to it. So, right. You know, I mean, it's one of those deals where if this is, if this is fucking you up enough, your irritable bowel syndrome, if this is Mm -hmm. bad enough to where you're going into the essential oils. Well, I mean, you might deal with, you know a couple of bad things like yeah. a little bit of heartburn yeah. and nausea
1: yeah so. right right now the cost for a peppermint essential oil is anywhere from 11 dollars to 42 dollars, depending on how frisky you're feeling there so head yeah. out and get you some peppermint oil if that is what you desire
0: <laughs> yeah peppermint's another thing that you can see like really just gets mass produced yeah so i wonder if that's why it's so much cheaper just like cinnamon so much cheaper than like True. myrrh
1: sure just head over to your grandma's house and get a jar of her peppermint uh sucking candy things
0: yep then crush them beneath your boot and just snort it up off the ground
1: <laughs> dude you'll be so healthy you'll never fart again uh, exactly <laughs> all right now let's learn about the greeks here now the greeks we're going to learn about the greeks and the romans cuz they uh they're pretty interesting here and i have a feeling phil's going to know quite a bit about the uh, old greeks and romans Now, the Greeks' involvement and evolution of using essential oils is really interesting because a lot of the knowledge they gained was directly taken from the Egyptians. In fact, the Nile Valley in Egypt would be referred to as the cradle of medicine. The Greeks believed that sweet aromatic aromas were divine in origin in ancient myths Gods descended to the earth on scented clouds, wearing robes that were drenched in aromatic essences. Upon death, when your body departed to Elysium, the air was permanently fragranced with sweet-smelling aromas from perfumed rivers. So how does that
0: sound, Phil? Well, it kind of reminded (laughs) me of old Hugh Hefner, the, uh, the man behind Playboy. Everything, like wearing robes coming in on scented clouds, you know, all that shit kind of reminded me of him. But what yeah, you, Elysium is, uh, their heaven. I think Elysian yeah, fields.
1: Yeah. That's what it sounded like. I, I honestly didn't even, I've heard the, you know, name Elysium quite a bit used in like references to video games and whatever. But, uh, yeah,
0: yeah. I didn't know that part. Um, I learned that from the TV show, Hercules. Ooh, so there you go.
1: Uh, here's the other thing. What do you think Goku's cloud smells like? Remember
0: oh. Nimbus? Well, considering how much he ate, I'm proud guessing it probably was smelled like farts. Smells <laughs> so. like shit. Yeah. Nimbus
1: is a very stinky cloud. A man by the name of Hippocrat, who existed sometime between four sixty and three seventy-seven BC, would become known as the father of medicine. Now, a lot of the treatments that he learned to use involve certain plants and herbs. His treatment centered around oil-infused massages, consumption of herbs, baths, and physical therapies. He said, the way to health is to have an aromatic bath and a scented massage every day. The physician must be experienced in many things, but assuredly, in rubbing, for nothing can bind a joint that is too loose and loosen a joint that is too rigid. Surgery was his absolute last resort. Interestingly, Hippocrates believed that certain aromatic plants would protect against contagious diseases such as when he allegedly used said aromatic essences to fumigate Athens to get rid of a plague. So
0: what do you think about this guy, Phil? Well, I mean, obviously, you know, if you haven't heard of him, you actually probably have heard of him. I mean, there's like the Hippocratic Oath Mm. uh, really is considered the father of medicine. But yeah, I've never heard of the fumigating Athens part. But it is kind of amazing that we still know about this guy to this day, uh, considering how long ago it was. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, it was it was teaching. It was it's been taught pretty much his his ways have been taught throughout the millennia. So,
1: here's the thing, though. Obviously, when I when I say plague, I I don't really mean like the Black Plague. I don't believe it. Who knows what the hell kind of plague was sweeping them at that point? I imagine there's a lot of uh, diseases kind of going throughout Greek at the, or Greece at that time.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you really got to think about it. Trade among mm. different civilizations during that time period was at a really high point. Um, obviously, you know, it goes up and down throughout the ages because of war, disease, there was uh, people of the sea and all that. But during this time, it was really high. And anytime a boat would come into town, the rats would flee that boat, get off. They had, you know, vermin, they had they were, they had disease of their own, but they also had the lice on their back, you know, the fleas that would also carry disease too. So it really is trade, uh, you know, communication between different regions of the world. Right, so. right.
1: Absolutely.
0: Plague, when they refer to plague, they they don't just mean, you know, that what we think of as the plague, the black plague, Ebola. They mean like a a sickness, a a big sickness. So,
1: yeah, absolutely. Now, a Greek by the name of Megellus created a perfume containing myrrh, cinnamon, and cassia, which he called Megalion or something like that. This became popular because it was said to contain wound healing and anti-inflammatory properties. Additionally, Greek soldiers would take an ointment containing myrrh into battle because they believed it was beneficial because of its antimicrobial and wound healing properties. Finally, a famous Greek physician named Marthesius created a concoction containing rose, fruity and spicy aromas that could be used for uplifting someone suffering from a tired mood. I suppose a spicy aroma in your nose might hurt a little. What do you think, Phil?
0: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, the weird thing is, like, if they actually believed it was because of its antimicrobial properties, they probably, because I don't think they really knew what bacteria or like viruses nope. or all that stuff. Um, really was back then, but they probably just knew it had an effect on not giving you gangrene and not making, you know, the need for your leg to be sawed off.
1: (laughs) I was going to say, when you have a wound and you put this on, they're like, oh, I don't see any infection or what did they call it, rot or something? Uh, They're probably like, oh, shit, this is some magical stuff here.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that was, I mean, that was a problem. Up until they came up with uh, like penicillin, uh, there was a huge problem during if you see people who came back from the civil war they would be missing limbs legs everything just because even if they got like a minor cut on their leg not even a gunshot just a cut and it got infected they would just immediately take the you know take it off from where it was like the skin that wasn't dead that's where they would cut from so
1: well if only those civil war boys had all these essential oils phil none of them would have died
0: yeah, they should have uh, looked into their local charlatan <laughs> and found that. Too bad they were too busy selling alcohol in yeah, dreams. True. You think the alcohol would have sanitized the wounds a little bit? Yeah, but they had no idea. They didn't even wash their hands back then before true, surgery. True, true, so.
1: very true. Just like video gamers now. Yep. Um, all right, so that's, uh, that's a little about the Greeks there. So you can kind of see they how they utilize the plants. Basically, kind. I'm mean, kind of... From stolen knowledge I guess or maybe passed down knowledge but uh, now the Romans I think the Romans might be close to the most interesting ones because they use it in a very interesting way mm. as no surprise the wealth of knowledge that the Greeks learned from the Egyptians was then passed on to the Romans aromatic oils and essences could be seen and used pretty regularly during massages and also were used in public baths the Romans seem to be a bit
0: obsessed with
1: aromatic fumes. Now, do you know anything about these public baths, Phil?
0: Yeah, so there's a town in Wales that's actually called Bath. It's it's on the border of England and Wales, but it's where an ancient Roman bath actually was when the Romans were there. Uh, they used to have these gigantic bathhouses that the men would go and you know soak in the water they had different I believe it was they had different rooms for men and women to use mm. but I'm pretty sure it was mostly a male kind of like the the whole sauna type thing like the male bonding you know gotcha that kind of stuff well but yeah I do know I do know they uh they were pretty big into olive oil like they didn't really bathe with water they mostly like bathed with olive oil so gotcha okay
1: well I guess that kind of makes sense I don't the the article from the Federation basically just says the pu- <laughs> the public uh, uh, baths, they'd essentially just like dump these herbs in it or yes. whatever and just kind of, they really like to smell good as we're about to find out here. They're really obsessed with their vanity, which I guess uh, you kind of always I- hear that about
0: Romans, right? I do have a funny story about the Romans with vanity. So there was one senator in the Roman, like the Roman senator, whatever they called it. But he was from Spain. And when he was arguing against one of the other Roman senators, that Roman senator would make fun of him by pointing out how white white his teeth were. And claiming that his teeth were only so white was because that's like he had drank a lot of piss that week or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I've so heard that before. One of the th- yeah, it's one of the things like they used to drink their own piss to whiten their teeth. I so. thought it was horse piss that they drank. I was... I thought that it was their own piss because mm. I heard that in a class that I took.
1: Okay. So. All right. I know horse piss was something. It doesn't piss is piss, I guess. But let's not yeah. drink piss
0: unless you're it's into the, that, I guess. It's the ammonia. Also found on Pornhub, Right. Actually, so. the, all yeah.
1: of this subject today is basically on Pornhub, Phil. Yeah, basically. I'm sure there's plenty of Roman baths, public baths on there as well. Yeah. <laughs> now... They ended up creating three different types of perfumes that they would regularly use. The first one, ladiesmada, which was in a solid ointment form. Sty which was scented oils. And Dipas Mata, which was a, a powdered perfume. All hmm. three of these were used heavily in their hair, on their bodies, in their clothing, in their bedding, and in massages after... They took a bath, so <laughs> I I would I don't know did
0: I figured Rome stunk really bad. Did it maybe not stink so bad? Well, I mean, the city of Rome, you have that many people living in that small of an area. Um, after they bring the aqueducts in to kind of clean, you know, bring water in, they clean the shit out. It kind of helps it out, but in the poorer neighborhoods, that might have been a little further away. From the aqueducts, I imagine it still stunk pretty bad. Pretty you have bad. that many people living in that small of a space at that time, so
1: right, right, yeah, it probably smelled like Walmart on a uh, Saturday afternoon. I'd imagine
0: on an any time of the day, basically. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, if you were if you were in the wealthier part of Rome, if you were in say like one of the senators' like palaces, like mansions, I imagine it probably smelled pretty good in there. So
1: probably smelled like the uh, ladies' store, lush. Have you ever
0: been there, Phil? No, I have never so, been to <clears throat> Lush.
1: So they have, like, all these crazy oils, soaps, shampoos and shit. And I think they're exactly. all, like, plant-based. So, like, the second you walk in the store, it's just, like, this powerful aroma. But uh, you know what? A lot of girls swear by it. Bianca definitely okay. swears by it. So there's that. A man by the name of Padenius Dioscrates wrote the medical textbook De Materia Medica, which contained all sorts of information derived from the knowledge used by the Greeks, Romans, and other older cultures. The book was used for an additional 1,200 years and earned Dioscrates the title of the father of pharmacology. So, we're going to learn, obviously, go through medieval times and kind of the last uh, couple hundred centuries which is kind of big for this stuff. Um, But uh, that's kind of crazy. His book was used for that long. Like that's how kind of powerful this this book he wrote was.
0: Yeah. um, I was going to say too, the Romans were the best thing about the Romans was their ability to adapt other people's cultures and whatever whatever the other cultures did best, they would kind of bring it into their own. So it started with the Etruscans, who they were living to the north of them, who they took over, then it was uh, eventually moved on to the Egyptians, the Greeks, kind of what became the Roman Empire. So you gotta think all of this knowledge from all over, like the Lebanon, all of the North Africa, Came into anything that those cultures were doing that was really good, got brought in, even if they were blood feud enemies. Kind of like at one time the Carpathians were, the Carthagians, whatever you want to call them, they were blood enemies. But if they did something better than the Romans, they would steal that. Mm. So, and especially for it being used for an additional 1200 years, like ancient knowledge was taught to the elite for hundreds of years from the Greeks from the Romans from like past cultures.
1: Right. Yeah, so uh that I I think that's pretty cool and I guess that's kind of I don't I mean the Romans I think were pretty clearly a very bad group of people um throughout history but I guess it's a very smart thing to do.
0: Yeah, I mean they were they were uh especially by our standards today. Yeah. I mean by the standards of back then. Uh, just the way that they kind of put down other culture, They, it's not like the Persians who allowed other cultures to kind of still remain, even though they were under their rule. If you were under the Roman rule, then you were definitely under their thumb.
1: So. Yeah, right, right. All right. Now, finally, a Roman physician, surgeon, and philosopher by the name of Claudius Galen would create different concoctions of medicinal herbs to treat wounded gladiators. Additionally, he would use this time to uh, study the wounds themselves, which is probably (laughs) what the main point of it was, not just putting herbs on. He probably was just like, well, let's just see what happens to you. Much like going to a free clinic today. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Legend state that not a single Roman gladiator ever died under the care of Galen. Because of his success with the gladiators, he would eventually be appointed as the personal physician to several Roman emperors. So that's kind of cool for him. I don't know if he... (laughs) I know Roman emperors kind of came and went pretty quickly there. So he was probably like, it didn't matter if I was actually helping him or not.
0: Yeah, um... Roman gladiators back in their day were like the biggest celebrity of the city. So they would be getting the best medical care. And there were times during the Roman Empire when emperors would just come and go. Every few years, you'd have a new one. Yeah,
1: I'm assuming that's kind of like um, when this guy existed. It didn't really give a time when he was around, but I'm assuming that's probably uh, when it was. But uh, you ready to hear a few speculated legends. These are not confirmed at all, but of course the Federation put them on their website, so they're kind of fun. Um, yeah.
0: They spec- you, have, go ahead. you have to conform to the Confederation or die. Yeah, it, so yeah exactly.
1: Better- <laughs> you know we're going to be getting hate mail. We might be getting uh, essential oil uh, <laughs> uh, bombs sent to our house. Hopefully not, but uh, we'll see here. Now they speculate that Cleopatra, okay, we all know her, She used her expert knowledge of scented oils to seduce Mark Anthony. What do you think about that, Phil? I mean,
0: you know, there is a lot of legends (laughs) surrounding her. She was an actual, like a real person, but it's almost like the legend is bigger than the actual person. Um, She was descended from the Greeks, and she was one of those people who also would have had some of the best people, the most knowledgeable, you know, medicinal people, all of the people who knew about the oils maybe uh h- under her hire so i could see that
1: right yeah i don't know that's uh, obviously that probably will never be confirmed but that's what they say now this one's kind of fun emperor nero we know him he's fucking insane um yeah. apparently was burning so much incense at his wife's funeral It was the, an equivalent amount to that was equal to the amount produced in an entire year in Arabia. So (laughs) that's a lot of incense to be burned in there, but I guess it is his wife's funeral and he is the most powerful man in the country. So yeah. Yeah. What do you, Nero is an interesting character, isn't he?
0: Yeah. He's well known for excess too. Yeah. So I can see, I could see that. Yeah. I would kind of like to see that. Like, is that like millions of incense burning at one time? I don't think it quite burns like the Stoner kids burn incense now. So I'm pretty sure they burn it in a different way. But oh, I maybe. imagine that place stunk pretty bad yeah. if they had all that incense rolling.
1: But I, I but even like in a huge pile of herbs or something, you know, when they were burning it or whatever. That's what I mean, I'm assuming.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just uh... uh it would yeah, the the fumes would be fucking insane. <laughs> I bet the entire city smelled. Oh, I'm sure if he burn that much,
1: I'm sure I am sure. Well, after the fall of the Roman Empire, those sneaky Christians are about to steal the vast knowledge of aromatic and herbal therapy and utilize it for themselves. And then we get into the Middle Ages and all of that shit. So that's where we're going to pick up on part two here. Phil, Uh, there's so much history. We almost have to do a part two. But uh, how are you feeling? How you like the history lesson about essential oils, Phil?
0: I uh, I always like history lessons. They're pretty good. But uh, yeah, it's just... It's it's crazy to think how much we don't use of... it's. I mean, obviously, there's got to be some stuff that was good to use. It's amazing how much Big Pharma kind of has taken over and pushed all this stuff to the back. Um, we don't really know, I mean, how much of this stuff actually worked. There's also... Really, with people's brains, if you think something's going to work, oftentimes it does—the placebo effect. Yeah, absolutely. So who absolutely. knows if that stuff actually worked, or if you just thought that you were getting, you know, if you're a gladiator, you're getting—you're told that this is the best medicine on earth, and it's going to help you heal. Who knows if that actually, like, your own body kind of thought, "Oh, good, I'm going to be healing my healing now," and then your own brain healed itself. Right. Um, it's one of those things. I have heard of gladiators like corp like skeletons being dug up and they found that a lot of them had broken bones with perfectly set bones like they had broken a bone it had set and then they went back to the ring and gotten more injuries after that so kind of like it tells you how good their medical treatment was So
1: damn that's like fucking stone cold steve austin after owen Hart broke his neck
0: yeah, exactly. He got back in the ring in a <laughs> yeah. couple more years.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, also the Romans, I don't know. I think actually, uh, I think Adam told you this in a Bumblebutt episode. One of the things that the Romans were big into was they would sell the sweat and the... So the I was told you about how they would bathe with olive oil. They would sell that olive oil that they had bathed it with to the fans. They would sell their sweat to men to, to, like, rich men to because they thought it would give them more stamina, more, you know, like the testosterone right. would rub off on them.
1: Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, as you can see, people will buy anything if they believe it works, right, Phil? Exactly. Just like rhinoceros horn.
0: <laughs> oh, God. Make their dick work better.
1: Well, yeah, we're going to, next week will be a lot more starting to get into, like, relevant history where you'll see, in my mind, it gets to the point where it's like, People should have known better, um, but mm-hmm. uh, but obviously that's not always the case. So I hope you guys all enjoyed it. It's a little weirder than we usually do, but uh, sometimes we just like to do history lessons and kind of learn about some wonky shit, some weird shit. Um, and obviously, Phil and I joke about essential oils quite a bit on this show from, my, from what I remember. So I figured it'd be kind of a neat thing to look
0: into. Yeah, Also the art of chasing down charlatans and Yeah, yep. Taking on them. So some
1: of my favorite there. Well, anyway, guys, uh if you like the show, you should check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash subliminal deception. We have about ten episodes up. We're hoping to get some uh some new banter episodes going on there. We it's kinda of, the move's been a little crazy. I'm still kinda of getting everything set up and trying to manage my time with all the podcasts and everything, but uh, hopefully we'll get one up this week. Otherwise, uh, Phil, if they want to contact us and let us know about the Healing Properties of Essential Oils, where can they do that?
0: They can hit us up on our email, subliminaldpodcast at gmail.com. We love hearing from you guys. Uh, Sorry about the little break that we took. Uh, We haven't really gotten any emails Kind of since well we did actually get a couple after that huge flat Earth episode but what we've been really hearing from people from is Instagram Subliminal Deception podcast on IG uh, thanks everybody who has been liking our posts who's been sending us message uh, bullshitting with us getting on there uh, it's great you know uh, love hearing from everybody we also both have our own Instagram mine is SDPodPhil I barely ever check it. Uh, hardly ever on there. I think I might have actually forgotten the password again. Cody, you got one?
1: Yeah, follow my personal Instagram at Cody's above and uh, chat with me if you want. I know somebody, some people reached out to me and tell, uh, just tell me they like the show. So I really appreciate that, honestly. That's so nice of you. Um, otherwise, the last thing we need you guys to do is to log on to iTunes, leave the show a five-star review. It doesn't really matter what you say. Put your favorite type of uh, plant-based essential oil in there if you'd like. As long as it's five-star, we don't really care. Uh, If you're a Spotify user, you just hit that follow button. It's all you got to do. That one's really easy. Um, Otherwise, guys, I hope you enjoyed the little journey through history, learned about ancient culture a little bit, and we'll see you next week for part two. Thanks, guys.